Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 15 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. Tiffany, are you there? And I'm Tiffany Melendez of GratefulGarden.biz. And we're, we're hoping to get Sarah on here, too. There she is. Sarah, is that you? Yes, it is. Um, I'm Sarah Downing, Thyroid Change Blog Editor, member of the Thyroid Nation Radio Team, and founder of the blog Butterflies and Phoenixes, and I'll be joining you today. Oh, look how Woo-hoo. good she is. <laughs> Yay, that was perfect. I love it. Okay, guys, well, we're all here. I just wanted to... Um, to say thank you to to both of you first of all because uh, we're we're really excited for the show. So, uh, so we're excited. we're Dana and we're Dana and Tiffany and we're we're also you know crazy you know thyroid advocates out there trying to spread the word, raise awareness, and uh, we chat with you on Sundays live, and we love it. We have a great time. So we're we're glad you're you're here with us. In just a few short minutes, we'll be talking live with Danish thyroid thriver and advocate Helle Seidendale, author from Hypothyroid to Healthy that was um, co-authored and edited by Sarah, which is fabulous. Can't wait to hear about all that. But first, just a few things we would like to share with you. Um, well, actually, I have to say I was the editor, but I didn't co-author it. Um, the credit goes entirely to Helle for that um, now, if you tuned in last week, which we hope you did, you heard us chatting with the wonderful Mary Showman. If you missed it, make sure to listen to it in the archives on thyroidnation.com slash radio. Priceless information was shared last week. It was wonderful. It was a really, really great show. I mean, she is Amazing. the guru of the thyroid world, and we just had a blast, didn't we? we it was Amazing. Did. It was a really good show. You can also see, and I've, and I've added to the page, just for you guys to know, I've added an archives page, and you can click on Thyroid Nation uh, Radio, and just under that, there's a button that says, let's see, what does it say exactly? It says Archive Radio Shows. If you click on that button, it takes you straight to all the shows with their pictures on it, and you can click and listen live right there. So there's no looking for archive shows anymore. People have been messaging me, asking me how to, to get to the archive shows, and now I've created a page. So you can also find all the upcoming guests for Thyroid Nation Radio on the Thyroid Nation Radio page. And uh, we've got some good ones coming up. We've got uh, Dr. Holt, Dr. Holtorf. We've got some Thyroid Thrivers. We have, uh, what else? who else do we have? Dr. Christensen. It's going to be great. So in case you guys are wondering who's coming up, you can check out the page right there. Amazing, amazing lineups. And a very big thank you, as always, to our amazing Thyroid Nation radio team. If you hadn't had a chance to check out these tireless advocates, bios, thriver stories, support groups, blogs, and websites yet, please make sure to take a peek at Raina, Laura, Melissa, Blythe, Penny, Sarah, and Marissa at thyroidnation.com radio, and you'll see for yourself just how truly amazing these women are. Okay, Dana, let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Let's do it. Today, our guest is Helle Seidendale, and she is calling us live from Denmark. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Hello, Helle. Uh, yeah. 
and and you can hear me. Um, you know, I'm in the other side of the world, but but it but but you can hear me fine. Yes, we Wonderfully. can. So I can. How about you? Donna? Oh, that's one. Amazing that we're talking from halfway across the world, and it's in the evening there, right? Yeah, it's a nine o'clock, so wow. it's getting dark outside. Yeah. So, uh, so what well, is the like in Denmark? Uh, excuse me. What's the weather like in Denmark? Oh, the weather—it's uh, well, it's supposed to be summer, but it's cold and it's raining <laughs> and uh, it's windy. <laughs> Uh, and this is this is Denmark. I mean, when when we have nice summertime, when the sun is shining, we really enjoy it because we never know what weather is like tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's been cold, and we're waiting for summer. When will summer start for you? It is summer, but the, it we is usually summer. Say, You're just waiting yeah. for the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is Denmark. This is Scandinavia. We're we're pretty north, so uh, well, it's it's cold, but uh, it's it's not as cold as in winter. So, so uh, well, we have to live with that. Wow. And we have we have Tiffany's in California. I'm in Costa Rica. And where are you right now, Sarah? Um, right now I'm in Pennsylvania. You are okay. So we're all over the world. How cool is this? That's yeah. fabulous. It it's really cool. And, and thank you all together. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me tonight. I really, I've been so nervous and so excited about it. So, oh, this is great. I can't believe it. We're certainly excited to have you, Hella. Thank you. Yeah, great. and tell, um, why don't you guys tell um, everybody how you guys met and know each other so we can hear a little bit about the history be- between you guys. Yeah, sure. well, I can, yeah, I'll, I'll start out. Uh, I talked to Michelle Bigford from Thyroid Change um, about uh, my book coming out in the States. And um, I would like to find a very competent editor of the book because it's so important that when this is a Scandinavian book and it has to be adapted to the American conditions and I wanted the language in the book to be perfect. Uh, And then Michelle told me that, um, why don't you talk to Sarah? She's fantastic. She's fabulous. And she really, she has done such a great job. Uh, well, Sarah, thank you. So yeah, it's been a pleasure working with you. I mean, without you, that would my book would not be out in, in the U.S. So uh, thank you so much. Well, wow. it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure working with you, too. Um, I've learned so much um, through editing the book, and um, I'm really happy that it's out there. You know, I think it's... Um, it's really filling a great niche that's um, sorely needed because, as you, as you said, your original inspiration for the book was that there are so many books out there, but they're too complicated to read when you've just been diagnosed and you're struggling with brain fog and fatigue. So, of course, the aim of your book is to make it as easy and simple as possible for someone yeah, exactly. to get the diagnosis and treatment that they need. Yeah, exactly. You know, I when I was sick, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I was still really... Yeah, sick. I couldn't remember. I couldn't read a book. And I bought so many books, but they ended up in the bookshelf. Uh, I didn't mm. read them because I was I couldn't. I didn't remember. I read one page again and again, and I didn't remember what was in there. So when I wrote this book, exactly like you say, Sarah, I wanted to make to write a very easy book, easy to read, and just with all the necessary things. 
and I really think that you succeeded in that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Why don't so. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell everybody who who didn't get to read your thyroid thriver story? Thank you for sharing. We did post that um, on Thrivation a few days ago. Yeah. But if you didn't get to read it, um, I want to have Helle talk to us a little bit about uh, your your story. Tell us you know your thyroid journey, yeah. so all, all everybody yeah. can hear. Yeah. Um, so where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start why I wrote the book or when I got sick or no? Or you got the journey. Yeah. Well, I got sick many, many years ago. And uh, in the start, I, I didn't know I was sick. I just thought I was getting older. I think a lot of thyroid patients, that's the way things start out for them. You know, I, I'd had two kids. And and uh, when you have kids, you're very busy. I had a full-time job. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was normal, starting to be tired. And when I went to the doctor... The doctor told me, well, you're tired, that, but hell, that's normal. You have two small kids and you have a full-time job. And my husband and I, we just bought a beautiful old house. But in, it has to be the, um, yeah, um, uh, we, had, we were working a lot with this house and it took a lot of time. Uh, so my doctor said, of course, you're tired. And there's only one way to get more energy and that's doing exercise. Uh, so I tried to exercise and uh, it didn't work. And this, actually, I was sick for years. For about two or three years, I kept going to the doctor a couple of times a year. And every time I came up there, I asked, why am I so tired? And why do I gain a lot of weight? And every time I got the same answer, he said, Helly, listen, I know it's not easy to lose weight, but you will not, if you don't eat much, you will not gain weight. But at that time... I was uh, following uh, the diet of uh, the Weight Watchers. And when I was following this diet, I gained weight at a slow rate. When I didn't follow it for, for example, a week or so, my weight uh, went up uh, at a very, very higher uh, rate. So I had to uh, to keep dieting, even though it wasn't uh, working very well. Um, and the exercise, I tried to exercise, but... But it was so hard to me. It's hard to explain. I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, and actually, I signed up uh, with a physiotherapist. Is that what you call it in English? Physiotherapist, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because I wanted to start training with uh, professional help. Um, and this uh, physiotherapist made a program for me. And I, I was training three times a week. And I was doing everything he told me to do. And he was uh, joining me once a week. And after a month or so, he told me, Helle, you are not doing what you're supposed to do. You are Hmm. skipping the training. Because if you were doing exactly what I told you to, you would be stronger. And you could could run faster. And you you could take more um, repetitions. And I said, I am doing it. I am doing exactly what you say, even though I'm almost dying from it. But he didn't believe me. Oh. And today, yeah, and today I know I was sick at that time. And today I know that when you have a hypothyroidism and your muscles lack uh, the right amount of thyroid hormones, it's impossible for you to work out, and it's impossible for you to increase uh, your muscle, your muscles. So, yeah. 
it was doomed to fail Europe. And um, yeah, today I never advise people who are sick to start uh, training uh, very much because I think they will have a failure. So wait until you are uh, well medicated and, and then start working out. But um, yeah, but uh, I was still not um, diagnosed. So I kept on going to the doctor, um, and he told me, same every time. But then actually one morning, I had been weighing myself, uh, and I went into the kitchen and talked to my husband, and I I was really mad because my weight was uh, raised again. And I told him, and and then he looked at me and said, Hello, it it can't be true. Um, You can't gain weight because you don't eat anything. It's it's not possible. And then he was silent for a moment, and then he said, Heli, do you eat when I'm not home? <laughs> so he was thinking, I was so mad. I was so <laughs> mad at that time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Your husband would tell you that? And, but no. it was it was awful. Yeah. That must have been but, very hurtful for you, Hella. It was, uh, it was, but Sarah, it was the turning point because it made me so mad that I went to my doctor and I just banged the table and I said, listen, you have to find out what's wrong with me. I don't know what, but I'm sick. I don't know what, what it is, but I, I, I'm sick. And uh, they found out that I had hypothyroidism. Uh, they took some blood tests. That's all it, uh, they needed to do. And my TSH was about 15 at that time. Wow. So um, yeah, so then I was diagnosed finally. But um, yeah, it was not easy. Even though I was diagnosed, uh, they told me that I just have to take this little white pill, like synthroid, uh, is it called? In the yeah. US, we call it something else in Denmark, but it's completely the same, containing the T4 uh, hormone. Mm-hmm. And they told me just, uh, well, take this pill and uh, you'll be fine. And I was so happy. Finally, I knew what was wrong with me. And now I would get well, I thought. But, well, it was not like that. I took this synthroid for about two years. And in these two years, I got more and more sick. It was hard for me to remember. Sometimes I I was uh, going from uh, the city I live uh, to, uh, to Copenhagen. I worked there by train. And when I was in the train, sometimes I was wondering, am I going to work or am I going home? I did mm. not know. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, I forgot so many things. And um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was not easy. It was a rough time. And uh, every time I went to the doctor, they told me that uh, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not your thyroid. Because you are a lab test, they are just fine. And I, today I know that there are a lot of people, I mean thousands, millions of people all over the world, they they hear this from their doctors and it's, it's awful. So, um, but, um, and at that time, I don't know how you feel about getting a diagnose. I, I didn't, I didn't want um, an identity as a sick person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for a long time, I didn't Google hypothyroidism or Hashimoto. I have, I have mm. Hashimoto. 
but I didn't Google it because, you know, I, I didn't want to read about uh, disease. I didn't want to go to the um, to the um, to the forums. I didn't want to talk to other people who were sick because I knew I was sick, but I, I didn't want this. Uh, I, I didn't want this identity. But I found out that I had to do it. Uh, and and when I accepted it and started to um, write with other sick people in the internet forums, I found out that there were all kinds of medication. And that changed everything. So um, I, I, I guess a lot of uh, sick people have, you know, experienced this, that uh, it's hard to accept that you actually are chronically sick. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. But when I accepted it and I started to um, to join the internet forums, I found out about T3. I found out about NDT, and um, I went to my doctors. I also I read a lot of uh, research. Uh, I knew that I could not come to my doctor with um, something from the internet. I, I had to make sure that it was research, uh, published research. And I found some, and I brought it to my doctors and showed them this and said, "Can I try this medicine?" And they told me, oh, no, 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 it's not possible. And another thing, you're doing fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's certainly not your thyroid problem. Um, so uh, I decided uh, at last uh, to go to Germany. Because in Germany, uh, I think you, you told me about that, Sarah, too, that in Germany you can have uh, a medication called, uh, is it uh, Novotural? And it's, uh, it includes... Yeah, it, it it includes both uh, T4 and T3. So I wanted to go to Germany and have that. But then, uh, just by coincidence, I talked to this lady who got uh, combination medicine uh, from a hospital. Pretty, yeah, pre- pretty near me. And it was uh, a public hospital, so it, it would not even cost me anything to go there. Uh, and I went uh, to this doctor and uh, he's uh, a professor in endocrinology, and he changed my medicine. And uh, when he did that, my life changed. And I, well, I got my my energy and my memory and everything back again. So that was it, how long that was amazing. Difference between um, taking the the old people only medicine and then switching to the um, combination medication. Well, when I when I switched uh, the medicine, uh, I could I could feel it the first day. The first day, I took this small white pill with the containing the G three hormone. I could feel it. Uh, I was uh, I had the uh, well, I just gotten this uh, new medicine and I was so excited about it. And I went to my kitchen. In the kitchen, we have the uh, heating in the floor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was always very very cold I was freezing all the time so I was in the kitchen on this floor all the time and I slept on the floor because it was really warm and nice so I went out there and I took this first pill and then I fell asleep I slept all the time Uh, every time I sat down I fell asleep Um, so um, well I was sleeping for an hour or so and when I woke up and uh, I looked out uh, from the kitchen to the to the living room, I could actually see flowers uh, in the window, and it was really really a special feeling because I was thinking flowers. Do we have flowers in the living room? 
<laughs> yeah, and I realized my, my husband put flowers there. But before I had the G3 medication, my world was very limited. I would not mm-hmm. see that far. I, I wouldn't see, no, I, I speak in meters. Uh, we use meters instead of uh, feet in, in Europe. Maybe, maybe you can uh, you can tell how many feet that could be, Sarah. I could see maybe two meters in front of me. Can mm. can can you? Uh, it, um, it's not very far. Like um, yeah, ten feet. Six and a half. So, uh, oh, two meters. Sorry, yes. Six yeah, feet. Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About six feet. I could see that. The rest was just in a fog. I didn't notice what was there. So this mm. this small pill had a great impact on me. And what I actually experienced when I went to see this new doctor was quite a new approach. Because usually when I went to my doctors and they were uh, highly specialized, they were supposed to be highly specialized, but they didn't know anything about this, I'm I'm sorry to say so. Um, Because when I came to see them, they always looked inside the papers into the lab test. They didn't look me into the eyes. They just looked down the papers, and then they told me, oh, your lab tests are fine, so I'll just see you in six months. This doctor, when I came to visit him, he was looking at me as a person. He was looking into my eyes. He was looking at me walking from uh, into his office, and I was limping because my muscles and my joints, they were hurting very much. Uh, and he noticed that. The other doctors, they didn't notice it. And he actually asked about my uh, about my uh, symptoms. How are you feeling? Uh, are you still there? Are you yeah, there? I'm there. Yeah, oh, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, did we speak for a moment? Yeah. Are we all there? No, did you? Did you? Okay, she's back again. So your doctor was telling, actually asking you how you were feeling, your symptoms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was actually asking me how I was feeling. And when I said uh, that I'm not feeling so good, uh, the, uh, the other doctors, they were just saying, okay, it's not because you're thyroid. But this doctor, he would say, can you describe how you're not feeling good? Wow, so, that's wonderful. Uh, it was, it was yeah, really, it really difficult. So um, it, was, it, was a, it was a turning point. It seems yeah. to me that it's very rare to find a doctor who's actually empathic and who asks you the most normal question in the world, how are you? So it's, it's Excuse me? On this doctor. I was saying it seems to me that it's very rare to find a doctor who is actually empathic and asks yeah. you the most in the world, how are yeah. you? Wonderful yeah. that you, you actually listened and, you know, really asked you the right questions so that he could tailor his treatment to you. Yeah. There's a, do you have a lot of noise on? It's very hard for me to hear you right now. Can you hear me better no, now? It's... How about yeah. now? Maybe That's it was the way I was holding my phone. Yeah, it's a little better now. 
Okay. So please Sorry ask. Please that. ask. Yeah. Please ask the the question again, sir. Um, I was just saying. It seems to me that um, it's very rare to find a doctor who is actually empathic. You know, who actually asks you what should be the first question. You know, how are you? How are you feeling? Because based on yeah. that, based on your actual symptoms, then they know mm-hmm. what they need to do. And then it they is, can tailor the actual treatment to what you yeah. personally need. Yeah. It is so, it was so hard. I had about, I think, uh, four doctors, and they were all endocrinologists, supposed to be highly trained. And I'm sure they were, just not in hypothyroidism. And this was the first doctor actually looking at my symptoms. Uh, and uh, and when he And when he treats me, uh, he does. Of course, he looks at my lab tests, but he doesn't dose the medicine uh, from the lab tests. He does the tests, the the uh, the medicine from my uh, my uh, symptoms. And that's fantastic. Oh, that is really really fantastic. I am I'm so happy for that. Yeah. You know that's so simple, but yet it's so commonly missed. I mean, just through so many so many patients that. You know, yeah. they just refer directly to the blood work and don't ask people actually, how are you feeling? You know. I know. Um, that is just I so know. sad I, to me. It is very sad, and that's actually why I wanted to write the book, because I found out that a lot of people were, were feeling like uh, like I was, and a lot of people were, were treating like, like I was. And uh, so... Uh, and I wanted to write the honest book, you know, telling exactly what it felt like, the frustration and the sadness, and because you really go through that when you're sick and, and you don't get any help. You know, I'm I'm really, sitting here and I'm listening listening to you, yeah. just yeah. you know, really just sitting back and and repeating the in my own journey the the cognition and. I think for so many listeners, we don't get to hear that enough, you know, that there are other people that, you know, like you said, when you were on the train, you didn't know whether you were coming or going. And I worry so often about people driving and, you know, that that are in the state that I was at a certain time. It's, But it's wonderful to hear um, that we're not alone, that the journey that we're, you know, um, the cognition problems and the relation of of you know seeing the flowers and just you know not knowing whether you're coming or going or making all these lists and leaving them at home and trying to remind ourselves it's wonderful yeah. to hear from you that, that you're not alone that we are not alone yeah. yes exactly absolutely. exactly and uh, I know I met so many people that have experienced the, the same as as I did and some just as bad as I did and some not that bad but. There's no reason that you should be this sick that I was. You should be treated before that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a, quite a journey. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, have I, to, I, I have to yeah. I have to say Excuse it was um, when you said that when you said that I um, I remembered a time you were you, when Tiffany mentioned about your train moment. You weren't sure whether yeah. you were coming or going home to work. I remember calling my husband. I, I'd gotten some blood work, and I was walking around downtown where I live, and I remember calling him and saying, I don't know where I'm at. Oh, my God. I, have to, I know that. I know exactly what you what, what you felt like, yeah. I'm walking down the street, and I know where I'm at, but I don't, like, 
know why I'm there or what I'm doing or like I was like honey I don't know where I'm at where am I what am I doing like he's like you're walking to the the bus you know he was like trying to help me because I couldn't I couldn't remember I I didn't know what was going on it was such a weird terrible feeling it's really really terrible and you know I I did that so many times I remember one night I was working late. I don't know how I managed to work, but I I did. Uh, And I was going home by train. Uh, It's about one hour by train. But I was, of course, asleep, so I just kept going until the train didn't go any further. And I was uh, waking up by this um, guy in, in the train, and I got out. And there were some big ferries and... It was a city. I, I I didn't know where I was, and I called my husband, and I said, I don't know. I just got out of the train. I don't know where I am. I think I'm in Copenhagen somewhere. But well, I was about, I don't know, 150 miles from there. Uh, oh. the yeah, and it was in the middle of the night, and I didn't know what to do. And my husband said, you got to just, just get a taxi and come home. And it was quite expensive. Um, so, oh. uh, But I had to do that, yeah. It was crazy. Um, you know, my husband, uh, Joe, he would walk me through the grocery store on the phone. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny because as long as we've all been doing this and writing books and, and the Thyroid Nation and, and just all the advocacy and, and everything with Thyroid Change with Sarah, we forget really, truly now, you know, how, how much we suffered. You know, my husband would walk me because I would leave the list at home. I would forget the list. Yeah. And he would walk me through the grocery store on the phone. And he would have to repeat himself. You know, Tiff, did you get this? Did you get that? And I remember feeling so overwhelmed and incompetent and just like, what is happening to me? I mean, you know, it just wasn't me. It wasn't anything I ever was. And just to hear that that whole, just not alone, and that other people, other professionals. I mean, you were a journalist. You were... A professional, and and yeah. we have these things where we don't realize something is seriously wrong. And now we look at it, we want to go and throttle the doctor and say, yeah. "You don't understand exactly. what I was before this. You need no, to exactly. give me myself back." Yeah, <laughs> and I know it's terrible. terrible. What you mean about uh, about going shopping? When I went shopping, I usually came home with with nothing because I forgot wow. what I was supposed to buy. And uh, if my husband had written a note to me, I I couldn't find it because it was right. in my pocket. And, and uh, you know, it's so it's so crazy. And when I think back at it today, I I can't believe that it was actually like that. Um, oh, no. It's it's so it's terrible. And and about Sarah, work. Yeah. I was going to ask Sarah. You know, Tiffany and and Hele and I have all shared you know our little scary moment. Do you do you have one that yeah. comes to mind that you can remember, Sarah? Um, a scary moment. Go you know, where you don't know where you are. Um, you know, the strange thing about um, my illness is I didn't have the brain fog so much. I think the hardest thing for me was that because I was self-employed, I wasn't able to just, um, you know, take time off work, you know, because it was my livelihood. Um, so, you know, I just had to keep going, but I didn't feel good, you know, and I was working working from my um from my bed and then I gradually progressed to the couch and then to the desk again because I was so weak and so in so much pain. So it's not so much scary I guess but it it was very overwhelming and just yeah. I just remember very distinctly 
um, when I um, was first diagnosed and had Epstein-Barr, um, I I was so exhausted that it, it seemed exhausting, you know, just to eat, just to go to the fridge to get some food and, you know, to take my fork and put it to my mouth, which is ironic, wow. really, because it's best of doctors calling me fat, and yet, you know, I didn't really have the energy to eat, and this is what thyroid disease does to you. Yeah. And, and you know, know that's what, such Sarah? a wonderful point. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's just I... Sarah allowed me to interview her about what, yeah, how she felt when she was sick and her journey with hypothyroidism. And thank you, Sarah, for that. Uh, Such a she, wonderful so, point. Yeah, yeah, she's so honest, telling about it in in the book. Um, and um, sometimes it's hard to be honest to tell when you feel bad and when you are not functioning well. But it's so important that you do because a lot of people they think they are alone out there that they are just crazy. So so thank you, Sarah, for telling all of this. It's uh, it's so well, important. I, I think, too, what what is amazing to me, I don't know about, about you ladies, but what's amazing to me is hearing the difference in the thyroid journey. I mean, like Sarah said, she didn't have yeah. the cognition, but she had yeah. this crushing fatigue. You have some yeah. women that have horrific digestive issues and horrible you know tummy pain and you have some women that have cognition issues you have there are so many different avenues that thyroid disease can take and it's it's very interesting to hear that through the four of us how it It manifested itself differently in each one of us it's so important for people to understand that it is yeah, and, and 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 maybe that's exactly the reason why a lot of people they don't know they have hypothyroidism because because it is so different from person to person, and maybe that's the reason why a lot of doctors they don't diagnose the disease right away. I don't know. They they should test for this all the time, but but it might be it might be a reason, mm-hmm. and that's exactly why I. Uh, I wanted when when I wrote finally wrote my book about this uh, my journey. I wanted to interview a lot of different uh, persons, telling their different stories exactly because it's so different from person to person. Like 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 you say, it's um, so important. I mean, so yeah. important. And yeah, and and it's so important. Some people are doing fine on Synthroid, for example, and some people are not. And it's so important that that everybody know that. Just because you get this medicine, you might not be well. And then there are other possibilities. There are other types of medicine. And it's so important to, to spread the word about uh, about this. I totally agree. I mean, I'm just thinking how how many people I know in my, you know, my close friends or even my massage clients. And it's obvious that, you know, they have something going on. And I highly suspect thyroid disease for a lot of them. But, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, when I drop into conversation, um, how I came to the healing arts and I'll mention thyroid because sometimes they will ask me about things like this. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, they'll say, oh, that's interesting. I got tested and they said that um, that I was just fine. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you don't look fine. And then what I do is I give them the name of a doctor that I know to be good um, in yeah. the hope that they can go and get a second opinion because it's a very big problem here in the U.S is that there is no standard consensus on what exactly constitutes normal. Yeah, mm. that's exactly that. It's like that in Denmark and in Scandinavia too. And that's really, really a problem. Uh, for some, pe- some people go to the doctor and they actually diagnose if they, they, if they have a TSH of 
for example, free, then the doctor will say, well, we have to look at your hormones too, the T3 and T4, and we better start treatment because you have antibodies. And other doctors, they will see GSH is free. is new and normal. We will not treat you. you we can, you're going to come back when your GSH is at 10 or 15. And the problem is a lot of patients actually, they have normal blood values. You can't always see hypothyroidism in the lab values. Mm-hmm. And only a very few doctors know that. But I was uh, last weekend I was um, speaking about hypothyroidism in Sweden, and I um, had the honor of uh, meeting uh, a Swedish doctor, Helena Rutsvensson, uh, and she actually wrote a book about hypothyroidism and about why you cannot always see that you are sick in the blood tests. And we talked about this, and she's amazing. So. Um, wow. Some doctors know, and we'll just have to keep on advocating and uh, never give up. <laughs> I believe um, sometimes part of the issue is that in the initial stages of hypothyroidism, things may look technically normal, and then sometimes I hear of people who have antibodies, and then the doctors say, oh, you have your antibodies are slightly elevated, but everything else looks normal, so you're fine. And then, of course... Yeah. The patient is all too eager to believe that because, like you said, who wants to be sick? It's very scary and overwhelming. Yeah. But yeah. in a way, I felt when I was diagnosed, it was a relief because I'm thinking to myself, I have two choices. I either, you know, remain in ignorance, undiagnosed, or yeah. I'm, I get a diagnosis and I, I actually start to feel better and get my life back. And I think yeah. a lot of that is what your book is about. I mean, you need the title. What, yeah. we were, what we were originally going to call it was, <laughs> if I recall, it was Get Your Life Back, wasn't it? Yeah, so. it, yeah and in, in, in Danish and Swedish, the book is called Get Your Life Back. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, but we decided in English from hypothyroid to healthy was better. It sounded better in English. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's different from language to language. But, uh, yeah, and... Um, and uh, yeah, Sarah, it's so great hearing your voice again. You know, I have been speaking mm-hmm. a lot an hour when we work with the book. It's been a long process. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, I'm really happy that it's it's out now. And uh, and uh, I don't know when I decided it's so to exciting. write it. Yeah, and when when I decided to write it for at first, I was not sure if I wanted to show pictures of myself. You know, being being fat. Bloated. I had double chins back, under and over my eyes. I looked awful. But um, you know, like you were honest and and told your story, Sarah. I decided that I had I had to tell my story too, and be and honest I think about you, it. I think you were very brave to do so. But I also think that with actually having the you know the visual aspect of it. So that readers can can look at this amazing transformation, it just makes it even more yeah. inspiring, and I think it gives people hope as well. And you know, knowing that that could maybe one day be them. Yeah, and and I think the pictures, you know, people who have a thyroidism, they when they look in the mirror, they can see if they changed, if they had this um, fluid build up in the body and they gained weight, they can see it. But people who do not know anything about hypothyroidism, they have so many people that don't know what this is. And when you explain to them about the cognition problems, and they don't really understand. But if you show them the pictures, if you show them pictures of me being fat 
with double chins looking awful. And then now when I'm well treated, they can see the difference and they can actually understand that, wow, she was actually sick. Because usually when you tell people that you have, you know, in Denmark, you don't use the word hypothyroidism. You say that you have slow metabolism. That is the the common Mm. word. And when you Mm, tell people you have slow metabolism, yeah, you say, oh, I have slow metabolism. What's interesting about that is is really they focus more on your actual, you know, the actual weight gain symptoms, which, of course, um, aren't the case with everybody. And yet, for some people, um, you know, there's even worse symptoms. So it's, it's funny how society works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and a lot of people, they have an opinion about the, the metabolism, that you can boost it by various uh, life changes. Oh, you just have to eat breakfast, and then your metabolism will get better, and you will lose weight. But no, my dear friend, I'm sick. I have. That's why... We in Scandinavia have to use the word hypothyroidism, um, that is uh, hypothyroidism in, in, in Danish. Um, mm-hmm. We have to use that instead so people know that this is a disease. But then, of course, you use the word hypothyroidism in the U.S., and I, I don't think you always get understanding from people, do you? And I, um, I think most people know that it's something to do with the thyroid, but some people do tend to get confused between hypo and hypo. Um, mm-hmm. You know what you were just saying about terminology, it reminds me very much of um, the term chronic fatigue syndrome, which yeah. many people, you know, take offense to because um, the problem is, is chronic fatigue syndrome is so much more than just fatigue. And so, yeah, okay. um, and so they um, they um, coined the term myalgic encephalitis, ME. And um, it's the same with, high, you know, with slow metabolism. It's so much more. I mean, Dana Trentini, um, a mutual friend of, of Hella and, yeah, uh, yeah. and I, she wrote an article, I think it was 300 plus symptoms of hypothyroidism. And indeed exactly. there are, there really are that many. And it differs from from patient to patient. And that's also why it's, it's so, so hard to get the diagnosis that so many patients desperately need. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, all, and all these symptoms, I mean, uh, 300, I mean, it's because when you have hypothyroidism and you lack thyroid hormone, it's every single cell in your body that's not working. It's your muscles, mm-hmm. it's your skin, your hair, is, it's everything. And that's why the symptoms can uh, vary so much from person to person. Um, but not many And people, eyes. Uh, and eyes. And yes. I know that you have a very poignant um, comment on uh, eyes and thyroid. I do. I, I really want to uh, uh, draw attention to this, that, you know, when you lack thyroid hormones and your cells are not working and your heart is not pumping as as it should be, so it's hard for the blood to go all around in, into the body. Uh, and then for me, I actually had glaucoma on my one eye. And uh, glaucoma, well... That's the, the the leading disease of uh, of blindness. Uh, of course, I I'm 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 not blind. I can see. So far, so good. But this when this uh, was diagnosed by my eye doctor, she told me, "You don't have glaucoma in your family. You don't have a high pressure in your eye. Why do you get glaucoma?" And then she looked into my journal and she said, uh, well, I can see that you have been sick from hypothyroidism for many years. 
and um, I can you tell me that you were not well treated. So I think that's the reason. And then I started to check it out, and there's actually a lot of research showing a connection between glaucoma and hypothyroidism. Because mm-hmm. when your heart cannot pump the blood, um, the very small nerves outside the, your in, in, in your eyes, they don't get enough blood. And when the nerves in your eyes don't get blood, they die. When they die, you get blind. So I have a blind spot on one eye. Um, and I don't know, but I think, and my eye doctor thinks, that this is because of untreated and undertreated hypothyroidism. My mother uh, my so mother did too, Helle. She did? My mother did as well from years of uncontrolled thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And it's it's terrible. And I mean, my eye doctor, um, she's a, an associate professor of the University of Copenhagen. And uh, she has access to a big database. And uh, she draw out some statistics. And in Denmark, about uh, 1.5% of the population has glaucoma. And then she draw the same statistics uh, on people receiving Synthroid, and it was 5% having glaucoma. Wow. Wow. That's a big difference, yeah. Uh, she was shocked. Um, yeah, so, um, so even though today I feel that I'm back, I'm myself, I feel good again, I have a damage uh, inside my eye, and it, it, it will never be okay. But uh, today, I, when I get this treatment, the combination treatment, uh, it's not developing any further. And I, my eye doctor um, control, he, he looks at my eye every half year, and things are fine, and it's not developing. So I'm very, very happy for that. Um, Wonderful. She, yeah, she's amazing, my eye doctor. Uh, yeah. So, um, so even though that you can get back to normal, not everything is normal. When you have been very sick for many years, uh, you might uh, there might be some damage on on your body somewhere. Uh, and then again, another thing is that when you have been chronically sick and very sick, I don't think you are the same person, even though you get medication and you feel healthy again, uh, because it it for me for my sake it it, it affected me a lot. And um, and maybe uh, maybe I'm even yeah I know we talked about that Sarah once that may, I think maybe I'm a better person today because I learned to have more empathy with people. Um, now when uh today when I see people that uh, are a little fat, they don't have any energy, they look like shit. Can you say that in English? You know, when, when you go to a grocery and, and you see this lady and she's a little fat, her clothes is not perfect, she looks, she doesn't look good. And um, before I was sick, I would look at a person like that and I, and I would think, oh my God, pull yourself together. Do something about yourself. But today I'll think, oh, oh, I think you're sick. I th- oh, you're not doing good. I feel sorry. So when you have been sick yourself for my sake uh, for um, I think you I think you change certainly uh, yeah 
Did, did you it feel that too, Sarah? Um, yes. For sure. I mean, I was just thinking it's it's very it's so very true because um, having when you go through hell, you have to go through hell to be able to relate to other people who've been through hell, and it really Absolutely. helps you develop and cultivate your empathy. But also, I was thinking, look about look at how many wounded healers there are in the thyroid world, people who have been really, really sick and have, yeah. you know, come through it and um, decided to go into the healing arts. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing, I think. I mean, I, I'm yeah. thinking Jen Whitman, um, God, Liz Shaw, if, um I don't I don't know if, if you know of her. Um, yeah. She's, um, yeah. She, she, does, um, she does nutrition and um, she went to the Institute of Inspirative Nutrition. I think she may have done some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, she used yeah. to um, yeah. to write with me as a blogger for Dear Thyroid, um, mm-hmm. and there's there's plenty of other people on there. I mean, of course, I can't think the of any names right now, but yes. many, it many is. of the doctors, yeah. like Hoaxie, for instance, Holtor, all of them, you know, have have thyroid disease or have had thyroid disease. Not all of them, but yeah. many yeah. of these doctors, you know. Yeah. Exactly, but you know, when when I when I was finally feeling good, you know. Today I feel healthy. I'm still sick. I'll be sick my whole life because I have a, this chronic disease. But when I'm treated well, I feel healthy. And I was thinking, should I just put disease behind me? Just forget all about this and just take my medicine, get on with my life, never think about hypothyroidism again. And it was tempting because I was sick of hypothyroidism, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, but then again... When you are sick uh, and you join the communities, the thyroid communities, you know that so many people are not feeling good. They are at this point where I was a couple of years ago, and I it's not okay. So we need to change this. So I think that you're obliged to do to do something when you feel good, um, finally, and 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 fight and work for 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 change. It's all about really think, yeah. You know, um, when you're sick yourself and you've had people who helped you, um, when you finally come out of that, you feel like yeah. you want to help others with everything that you've learned. Yeah, make exactly, Sarah, exactly. And the the, the person who helped me, in fact, when I was uh, start uh, starting to use Google, I, I found Mary Shaman, and oh my God, I got so much information from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's amazing. Here I am in Denmark, a very small country. We are five and a half million people. It's like the size of Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, wow. here we are. And But when we have the Internet, we can seek information all over the world, and that's fantastic. And that's, and that's why you, I think it's so... Yeah, excuse me? I was, I was just going to ask, do you feel that there is... Um, more up-to-date and more extensive, more accurate information available in English than there is, say, in, in Danish. Oh, yeah, but, but you know, Danish, it, it's like how much information is there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? I mean, Denmark is so small. We are, we are five and a half million people, so there's so little information in, in, in Denmark about this. It's A lot of things happened since my, my book came out in Denmark in 2013. It was the first book in Denmark about hypothyroidism. And, wow. um, yeah, so I think it, it started at a trend that um, a lot of uh, people uh, got aware that uh, there are, if you still felt sick, 
even though you had sin sins for it. Uh, it might not be inside your head or something else. It might still be the hypothyroidism that was not treated well. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. I I got my first inspiration from Mary Sherman, and I I thank her in my in my book and in the foreword because uh, she was a really great inspiration for me. She's amazing. Yeah, so I'm so honored week. that I'm 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 at the show today, and she was last week. It's just I can't believe it. For me, I, I mean, oh my God, I'm so honored about that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh you. <laughs> oh my God, Pele, you have no idea. It was it was we were like little kids in a candy store last it week was. when Mary was on. It was yeah. a really wonderful moment for us too. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, so uh, that's really great. Yeah. So uh, you know, Pele, and, and I have a burning. Oh, go ahead, Dana. Yeah, no, it's just, I would just say that I think it's so important that um, that we speak together ac- across countries, that this is an international movement, and that's why I really, I'm really, um, I'm really uh, satisfied about being able to um, uh, support thyroid change. Every, when uh, one uh, of my book is sold in the U.S., uh, I proceed of the sales would go to the thyroid change, because I think they focus on um, on um, doing something internationally, and I think it's so important. And we are a very, very huge group of people if we stick together across the world, Scandinavia, and the rest of Europe, and the U.S. Um, and I think we can we can change things and change uh, the way people uh, the, the perception of uh, hypothyroidism if we, if we do that. So, uh, yeah. you know, I must, I must ask, I have a burning question, Hille. Your book um, is absolutely. a bestseller uh, in Denmark, and you also mentioned uh, the physician in Sweden as well. And we mm-hmm. know that Synthroid is the number one prescribed drug in America, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating for me personally to hear that it may be common within Denmark and Sweden, and I know you're – uh, you know, Sweden has a much better health care system and, you know, diet, and they're so um, really uh, forward on, on teaching people about health. So is it a fairly mm-hmm. common problem, thyroid disease, within Denmark, Sweden, those those areas? It's it's a very very common uh, problem, and uh, wow. and it's in, it's it's increasing, uh, and. Even though we have a very good healthcare system in Denmark and in Sweden, we don't have to pay to go to the hospital. Um, we just go there. But the problem is that a lot of these public hospitals and doctors, only a few of them know about hypothyroidism. Uh, and it's in Denmark, it's in Sweden, it's in Norway, it's in Finland, it's all wow. over. And mm. and we have we have the medication like Synthroid. It's just called something else here. But it's exactly the same, the T4 medicine. And uh, that is what is prescribed for, for you if you have hypothyroidism. And only a few doctors know that uh, that the T3 and NDT uh, is actually working for, for a group of people who don't get well on, on the other kind of medicine. But, but things are changing here. In Denmark, for example, the National Health Department uh, they sent out an information for all doctors uh, in December last year uh, telling that uh, when they have a, a patient with hypothyroidism, they should actually look at symptoms and treat symptoms, not only lab tests. And I mean, that's 
that's big. I mean, that's really, that's fantastic. So I can actually ask my uh, fellow, uh, what what can I call, other people in, in Denmark with hypothyroidism, if they go to the doctor and they have a doctor that only look at the lab test, I can ask them to print out this letter from the National Health Authorities in Denmark and bring it to the doctor. They are told to look at symptoms. Uh, so wow. We are we are moving forward, but we are not there yet. And in Denmark, you can actually have T3 medication if you don't feel good on T4 medication alone. But um, it's given in very very low doses, so for some people it doesn't work because hmm. it's it's yeah. So we are moving forward in Denmark, but we are not there yet. Not at all, and not in Sweden either. Or in Norway. So it is a worldwide problem. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know in the U.S. you can go to a doctor that subscribes NDT. And you could do that in Denmark too if you pay by yourself. Uh, but I don't think it's fair that people have to be, uh, you know, have a lot of money, be rich, or spend all their money on a doctor. It, it's not fair. It's, we hmm. have to change that. And, we have to change uh, and we that. will. Yeah, yeah. And we will. So, I love that. Yes, we will. We we will. And I know in Denmark, um, when my my book came out in 2013, uh, and uh, as you said, it was a bestseller. It was really amazing. I, I never, I never thought it would be a bestseller. I mean, but um, well, but. I think it only proves that a lot of people are having this problem, so they need to read a book about it. If they were feeling good, they would not buy a book about hypothyroidism. Uh, and when so many people at one time buy a book, read about other opportunities and T4 medicine, and they all go to doctors and ask for another kind of medicine, something happens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So hi, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's interesting to see what if my book can help people in the U.S. too. I really hope so. I really hope so. So being a being a journalist, I'm curious how different was that for you, you know, writing articles and newspapers and things like that, as opposed to writing a book, you know, regarding your own personal journey. I know you said it was difficult to put a lot of that out of there, but tell us how yeah. different that was and. And you know the challenges and successes. Tell us about the difference in that for you. Yeah, it yeah of, of course it, it was different um, uh, to write a book, uh, and I think it was um, the first thing was when you write articles for a newspaper, you write about news, something going on, right? And it's not about you, but when you write about yourself, it's something else. I mean, it's. Um, I really had to think a lot about uh, if I wanted to be completely honest about it. Uh, but I decided that it, when I wrote my, my book, I needed to tell my story exactly uh, like it was. So besides including uh, the facts about symptoms, diagnosis, treatment, various types of medicines, and I wanted to tell the full story. And by doing that, I would have to include writing about overweight, fatigue, and I had to admit that I, for a period of time, actually had a hard time doing my job as a journalist. 
Uh, and I would also have to include the fact that my periods were extremely heavy. I mean, it was I was bleeding like, I don't know. I don't know, this is not something you usually talk about. I don't right. think you should. Uh, it was terrible. And when I tell this to a lot of the people with hypothyroidism, they say, oh, I, I'm, I'm like that too. And then they know it's not just them. Um, but I know this is so personal. But also I think that if I didn't include this in my book, it, it, w- it wouldn't be the whole story. And, um, and I was thinking a lot about do I really want to do that? Or do I really want to show pictures of myself when I'm fat and bloated and you know, double chins, bags under my eyes and I looked awful. But, but as we talked about earlier in, in, in the show, that it's important to show the, the pictures. So um, I decided to do that. And um, I even had my husband to write a, a chapter in the book, what it's like uh, living with a person with hypothyroidism, because she, he, he, he knew me as a, you know, as this businesswoman doing my job. I, I could do everything, and suddenly I couldn't do anything or remember anything, and I started crying when, when, when I had a, instead of taking a, a discussion, I was just cry. I mean, and I, I don't cry. I mean, I'm, I'm tough. But I wasn't talking in these years, so it was it was very very different writing all these things about myself. Uh, but I, and I talked a lot to my husband about it, and he said, if you want to write your book and you want to write your story, you have to be honest. You have to tell these things, and I agree. I just had him to tell me too. <laughs> um, so um, so it was very very different. But then again, I think my I know, Sarah. You you have you 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 know my book. You have seen the book with the pictures and everything. And I think that I have been a magazine editor for many years. And I think my my book is different from a lot of other books because it contains a lot of pictures, a lot of tables. Um, and you know, when you read a magazine, there's always pictures and there are graphics and uh, and you know it's. Um, it's it's very easy to read a magazine because you can start reading uh, different places on, on on the page instead of just reading from the upper left corner and all the way down. And I made my book more like like a magazine actually, so it's so easy to read. And um, and I imagine to identify with. I know with uh, the the pictures of your face with the fluid and then how it came off. Yeah. You know, for me that was that was you know I could really very well identify with that because I didn't yes. I wasn't able to lose the fluid in my face until I went on uh, natural desiccated thyroid and I was on T4 T3 oh. medication before but until I got the the T1 and the T2 and the calcitonin I was not able to get rid of the fluid oh. in my face oh, I'm in particular so, oh, I'm so, so I really I'm so identified with that yeah, yeah it was uh, so I really yeah. identified with that in the in the picture you know and you, you know, as a woman, getting up in the morning, looking in the mirror, you know, you're very close to the mirror, and you want to put on eyeshadow, and and you cannot put on eyeshadow because your your face is, you know, full of fluid. The the skin is not like it used to be. I stopped using makeup because I couldn't put on makeup, and I looked awful, even though I did it. Did Did you feel like that too? I don't know. I, I did. I, I that. Terrible. You know, no. 
Um, I just I just remember, you know, being the sort of person who would wear makeup every day because I'm really artistic and good at it. And it would get yeah. to the point I was just too damn tired to be creative. And, of course, mm. at the time, I lived in Germany, so um, it was impossible to get any clothes that fit. So I just stopped trying after a while. And that yeah. really gets to the point where you just feel so freaking ugly that yeah. you... You know, you don't see any any point anymore, and you start giving up on yourself, and your self confidence really does take a nosedive. Yeah, it's so yeah, true. Yeah, I know. And I, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then again, now now you ask me a question, and I start talking about something else. But you know, about what it was like writing the book, because I wanted to make this book easy, uh, and I didn't want to write it like a newspaper article or anything. I wanted to make it easy to read because I couldn't I told you that Tiffany I told you I I couldn't read books when I was sick Um, it was so hard for me so I in the back of the book I actually made something I call the quick guide so even if you're too sick to read my book you can go to the, the quick guide and you step by step Call the doctor, ask for this, do that. When you get the um, results from your lab test, very, very short what to do. Because I know that a lot of people has a hard time reading when you have hypothyroidism. So, uh, yeah. I did. But, uh, I did. I still kind of yeah. do a little bit, I have to say. And it's so true, and I'm so glad that your book is so is laid out, you know, in a easy-to-read manner because that's important. Like, you really don't realize how important that is. But for people with cognition issues and, and brain fog and they're fatigued all the time, reading a book is like a, a chore. So, you know, I'm glad right. you made an effort to do that, right? I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. But I never thought that so many people would buy my book. I mean, my it's so funny. My 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 yeah, it is funny today when I look back. It's funny. Now my life changed from being an ambitious journalist, editor, editor in chief on a big magazine. Um, I got sick, and I was just at home all the time. I couldn't do anything. And then I wrote the book, and then suddenly there was a lot of focus on 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 my book because it became a bestseller. And the television called me and wanted me on television. It was really, uh, it was really overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming. That's a good word. Yes, it was. And I was in the newspapers and yeah. So uh, my life changed from one thing to another to a third. <laughs> and um, yeah, but How uh, that I'm family. Well. Um, Actually, my my kids experienced several times too uh, that uh, some crying women were calling them because they were looking up my <laughs> number, and then they got the phone number for my kids, and they were in school, and they came home and said, "Oh, this woman called me. She was crying, and she wants to talk oh, to my. you." And she 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 oh, has hypothyroidism, so and this was terrible. So now my 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 kids have um, you know like a secret telephone number. People cannot look it up anymore. And um, do you feel? Excuse wow. me. Or that your family are very supportive of your advocacy. Oh, they have been so. Yeah, they have been very supportive. And my my husband is amazing. I mean, during the years that I was sick, he was doing the dishes. He was taking the kids to their sport. He was cleaning the house. He was had a full time job. He did everything. 
Um, so, um, yeah, he has been very, very supportive. And uh, actually, he, when he's honest, and, and he is, he um, actually tells that uh, he didn't know how sick I was before he read the first manuscript of my book. Please. He didn't yeah. really, yeah. He, but, you yeah. know, you had said that he asked if, in part of your book, um, there was the one quote about him asking, do you eat um, while I'm not around? Um, do yeah. you feel bad that when he, when he finally found out that um, you had hypothyroidism? Yeah, but uh, he, um, he he just told me that, you know, when you love somebody, it's very hard to say that kind of thing. But but he had to do something because he didn't know what was going on. He didn't understand at all. And that that particular quote from him was actually what made me bang the table at, at the doctors and ask them to uh, to test me for everything. So... So you actually have to be honest with the people you love when you don't know what's what's going on, mm-hmm. even though it's sometimes it's hard, but but you have to be honest. And I, I'm happy that he said that today. But that day I was furious. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I really was. But yeah, but um, and I know, and it's so important though, and it's wonderful that you have uh, the support of your family because I know even some of our team on our Thyroid Nation Radio team. Um, their family and and my family, to be honest, don't quite get it and don't truly understand. Now, my husband, he's extremely supportive and he does exactly like what your husband did. But my my mom and my dad and my sister and my brother, they kind of get it, but they don't really get it and they're not really that wow. supportive. So, you know, it's it's very difficult yeah, no. and it's nice to yeah. have the support, Pele. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. You need the the, the support. I mean. You need that, and uh, but I know exactly what you mean. And so many people don't get support from their families. And I met so many women that divorced their husbands because the husbands they got fed up with everything. Um, so it ruins marriages. It ruins a lot of things when you are not well treated. Definitely, uh, it does. It really does. And uh, yeah, but. Uh, you know this your your show books and everything the more attention we can draw to the to hypothyroidism the more awareness we can raise and the more people know what it is and what it's like and and that it's actually uh, uh it's actually a ruining it, it can ruin a life if you don't get treatment oh absolutely yeah, and uh, it's a Thyroid Awareness Week right now, an International Thyroid Awareness Week. And if you read this um, material, I think it's from the American uh, Association of Endocrinologists, um, they write that 60% of the people with hypothyroidism are not diagnosed. And that is wow. so scary, I think. Yeah. It's a so, staggering number. It's that yeah. is a staggering number. It is. It's uh, it's not okay, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of these uh, people they uh, went to the doctor and they asked the same questions as I did and and you probably did, uh, and they don't get tested. And uh, yeah, so but uh, we will change that. That's what we are doing right now, you know, raising the awareness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. 
So I was um, diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's four years before my thyroid yeah. actually fell in a treatable range. And I was yeah. that was entirely due to my mother, you know, uh, what I had yeah. known from the end of my mom's journey. But uh, for four years, I had all of the symptoms, horrible crushing fatigue, brain fog, the whole nine yards, until my thyroid fell in a treatable range. So I was, well, it was is, um, uh, horrible. That is, yeah, and that's a problem. That treatable range, thats it's ridiculous. I mean, it's nonsense. If you have symptoms, you need to be treated. And you know that, I know that, Sarah know that, but right. <laughs> not all doctors know that, and that, that's really a problem. Uh, and so we have, to, we have to spread knowledge. Uh, and this Swedish doctor I was telling you about, uh, she wrote a book in Swedish, and I think we should... Um, Oh, I'd like to translate it into English, and um, because she explains in detail, uh, in you know, at the at cell level, um, uh, how, what what things are like in your body when you lack hormones, and and why you sometimes uh, are sick, even though your lab tests look fine. So uh, we have to spread her book around the world. Uh, so I'll uh, help you do yeah. it. I'll help yeah, you with thyroid nation. I'll help you if you if you get it translated. You just let us know. I will, I will. And uh, she actually allowed me to translate it. So, um, so uh, we'll see. I just um, maybe later this year. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. So, uh, so, yeah. so what are some of your symptoms right now, Hele? What do you, I mean? Do you still experience symptoms? Are you in a good Not- place right now? I'm not. I haven't had symptoms for two years. Not a Wonderful. single symptom. Ex- yeah, except you know my That's eye with the glaucoma. I get it uh, checked every uh, one uh, half year, but I don't have any any symptoms. Wonderful. Uh, I yeah. I didn't change my diet or anything. I eat. I have um, been experiencing with eating gluten free, uh, but I don't really notice a difference, and I think it's. I think it's complicated to do, and I feel I feel good. So um, no, I didn't change anything. So what I just do you, had what the, do you the do as, as part of your protocol? Take, Are you on T4, yeah. T3? Let let people know what's working yeah, for you. Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah, I'm on T4 and T3, uh, and uh, I get quite high doses. Um, and uh, some people are surprised when they hear how much medicine I get, but my, my lab tests are actually normal. They are in the normal hmm. range. But when I was very sick, my lab tests were in the normal range too. And it just proves that the normal range is very broad. It's very... Um, so you can be sick even though you're in the narrow range. Uh, you know, even though you're in, in the normal range. So, yeah... I'm, I'm still there. Uh, I, I take a T3. I take these pills uh, three times a day, and I take the T4 medicine once a day. Um, and when I forget to take my T3 medicine once, then I usually forget it the second time too, because if I don't take it, I will start forgetting things. Mm. Uh, and this medicine only, the, the T3 hormones uh, is... Uh, uh, out of your body in just about in in a short time. So f- after seven hours, I I need the next uh, medicine, the, the next pill. Um, so I actually allowed my husband to. Um, I got this pill cage 
cage, uh, what, what do you call it in English? A small cage? Um, yeah, yeah, a small pill uh, cage with Monday, Tuesday, it, the whole week. I actually got that, and I oh, I, I didn't want that because I only thought it was for old people. But um, when I have this case, uh, I put in my medicine for each day, and when I forget to take it, uh, my husband can see it and he can remind me. And um, I allowed him to do that. The first time he told me, you didn't take your medicine. I said, well, don't tell me that. I can do that by myself. But then uh, when I forget to take it, I start forgetting, and then I forget to take the next uh, pill too, and then... Yeah, you know, uh, then, I, then I actually feel sick again. Um, so I have to take this medicine three times a day. And um, I know it's uh, it might sound like it's a lot of trouble, and uh, but when you feel very good and you feel normal, completely healthy, I mean, what's the problem in taking medication three times a day? For me, it, it works good. And uh, and in Denmark, it's not possible to have a slow release uh, T3 hormone. So, uh, but I, I get pretty high doses. Um, and uh, my doctor, the professor, uh, tells me that uh, that a lot of the medicine I take um, it comes out again, if you know what I mean. Uh, so even though I have high doses, I'm not over medicated. I, I I'm fine. Does it make sense? Wonderful. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, and I, I think that the, the problem is, for example, in Denmark, that um, a lot of people are offered uh, five micrograms of T3, and they don't do well on that. And then they say, well, it's not working for you. And uh, I actually started out on 20 micrograms, uh, and then it was um, increased until I, I felt good. So, well, it's yeah. a shame that uh, desiccated thyroid is not uh, more commonly prescribed there because that has significantly more T3 in it. Uh, yeah. You know, not quite as much T4 and, and quite a bit more no. T3 in it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, in Denmark, it's, uh, even though things are improving here, uh, the, the NDT is very hard to get because uh, the doctors have to um, um, to apply for it and... Um, so yeah, it's 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 a shame, but uh, we're working to to change this. Um, and hopefully, doing you, so many you said good that's things. a yes, yes. Excuse me. I think kudos, kudos to you. Still very skeptical about it too. It seems. Excuse me. Which is a shame. Um, yeah. I was saying with a natural desiccated thyroid, part of the reason why I think that more doctors don't prescribe it is because they're still very skeptical about it. And there is oh, definitely yeah. an education on this, and it's, it's a great yeah. shame. And that's, yeah, I know that's but actually, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why they're so skeptical, because natural desiccated thyroid was... It's a medicine that's known for so many years before the T4 yeah. medicine came out. So what's the problem? But for my sake, my, I, I actually asked my doctor to have the uh, NDT, and he told me that it wouldn't be a problem. He could give me that. He treats a lot of his patients with natural desiccated thyroid. But he said he would like to start up with a T4 and a T3 because he can dose it separately from each other. And I need a lot of T3. I, 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 I get the... Um, uh, uh, what do you say? Half, uh, half of what I get in in T4 
I get in, in T3. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I have I have 200 uh, micrograms uh, T4, uh, I get 100 micrograms T3. So that's that's a lot. That's a high dose. But I do well on 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 this. I do well. Uh, and, it and that's so important that it works it for you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I talked to this uh, Swedish uh, doctor about uh, when are when are you overdosed, uh, and she says, "Well, you're overdosed if you have a high pulse." If um, and I don't have a high pulse. I mean, I'm perfectly normal in every way. So uh, some people just need a very high dose, and some people need a lower dose. And doctors have to treat people and dose the medicine individually. It's so that's, important. That's definitely. Um and something that I can actually relate to because recently I went to see a new doctor who was recommended to me because she was supposed to be very integrative, um, you know, into herbal <laughs> medicine, that kind of thing. And um, my TSH, I never really paid attention to it anyway, but it was zero yeah. point something. And she said, oh, it's much too low. You know, and it was my first appointment. I was trying to be polite and open-minded. And I said, okay then, well, where would you suggest that my TSH needs to be knowing that yeah, I'm skeptical yeah. about this all along anyway. She says, oh, yeah. it needs to be around three. And also, mm-hmm. because your GSH is is, uh, is so low, um, you're going to have, um, you, that means you're, uh, um, what was it, you, you don't have enough calcium, so you need to take calcium. And I said, oh, well, you know, um, I don't know how you can tell that without actually testing my calcium levels, which I've had no. in the past, and they were perfectly fine. But she got very arrogant yeah. with me, and... Um, yeah just very pissy, to be frank, and it seems to yeah. me um, part of the problem with, with doctors is um, yeah. when when you're knowledgeable and educated, they sometimes feel threatened by that. Yeah, I don't, Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on, but it's just exactly the same in Scandinavia. You know, when, not, not with all doctors, but with some doctors, that when you, when you have a lot of knowledge about medicines and what, tests that you're supposed to take they get quite annoyed I think I'm not sure that's but I, I think that's what's happening I don't know and I, mean, then, I, try, yeah. I, I try to you know to go in and be polite and you know just present them with what I know and because honestly the way I see it is the doctor should be a partner there should not be somebody mm-hmm. who's talking down to me and yet, exactly. this is how right. it is so many yeah. times. And yet we're exactly. paying these exactly. people, you know, we're their customers yeah. and we should not have to accept exactly. or put up with yeah, exactly. and, and, and that, so that's why I just Yeah, and that's why I just love my doctor. He always, he asks me, how are you feeling? Uh, and, oh my God, he, he's, he, he, he saved my life. Uh, that's really. amazing. Yeah, he saved my life. And uh, and he, in fact, I asked my doctor if he would uh, read through my book uh, because it was so important for me when I wrote the book. Well, there's a lot of facts about the medicine and diagnosis and all this. Uh, and I just wanted him to approve that everything was okay in the book. And 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 he did that. And his name is in the book. So and I wanted. You know, when I wrote the book, I wanted it to be a book that people can bring to that doctor. And then when the doctor look at it and they say, oh, it's just written by a journalist. And I don't want to listen to all these thyroid women. Then you can say, look here, this book is approved by Professor Mm -hmm. Endocrinology. And I'm so thankful that he would do that. 
and uh, and it made me feel good that everything I write about, um, you know, the diagnosis and the medicine, that she approved it, so I know that everything is okay, and everything is based on research. And even though a lot of doctors they they don't want to uh, treat people with NDT, there are research showing that this is a perfectly fine medicine. It works great for some people. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, can everybody hear me still? I'm having some feedback issues. No, I, I, I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Well, it has it has been an absolute pleasure, Hele. I'm saying it correctly, right? Yes, your Danish is perfect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It was yeah. so nice to meet you and so absolutely wonderful to have you on. I'm so thankful. And, you know, it's nighttime where you are. So oh, yeah, it is. Uh, so, and it was really amazing talking to you, ladies. I mean, thank you for your show, and thank you so much for for having me here. I really, really thank enjoyed you. it. Thank yeah. you. I was so nervous, you know, speaking in English, not my native language, but... Yeah, I oh, hope you were people wonderful. understand. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed every single minute. Well, I did too. Oh. And hello, and um, to yeah. have you be honest about your own experiences, because mm. I think that yeah. will inspire other people to share. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank and make you. them feel less alone, which I know is um, is very important to you and an important aim of of your whole book and your exactly. Attitude. Yeah, exactly, Sarah. And people so can find you. So you. Why don't you tell everybody where where people can find you, Helen? Yeah, yeah. I have a website, www.hypotohealthy.com. You can find me there. Yes. <laughs> so uh, and actually, uh, until this, uh, until uh, uh, midnight. You can actually buy the book with a discount because it's been uh, International uh, uh, Thyroid uh, Awareness Week. So if you go to Amazon, uh, you can actually have a discount. But oh, the normal price, it, it, yeah, it will be the the the, the uh, normal price. So Harry, yes, <laughs> it's, and the book is called From Hypothyroid to Healthy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. From hypothyroid to healthy by Helle yeah. Seidendale. Yeah. And and do you have um do you have a Facebook page that people can follow you on Hella? No, I don't actually. Yeah, I I have a personal Hella Seidendale, but it's in Danish. Uh, and I I have a Danish uh, Facebook uh, page um, too. But um, I don't know. Maybe I should should I start a an English page Facebook page, Sarah? Yeah, I I'm that? thinking you should. Oh, yeah, I should. I, will, I, I will. I will start that. I will have to do that. So you're gonna be, um, yeah, you're going to be gaining more and more um, fans and more and more people who would like to connect with you. You know, now that oh, you're yeah. now come out. Yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll have definitely have to do that. But but um, until now, you will have to go to my to my webpage, hyphentohealthy.com. And buy the book. And buy the book. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you buy when you buy the book, a part of the proceeds will go to Thyroid Change because I want to support this amazing organization. Oh, that's wonderful. 
I love yeah. that. Yeah. Talking, talking of amazing organizations, did you want to say something about um, the nonprofit that you um, that you had just started in, in Denmark, I believe, right? Yeah, we are really we are we're having a lot of uh, members, and it's um, yeah we are up around uh, almost thousand members now since uh, December, so it's really great. But again, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. But I'm sorry that it proves that a lot of people they need a better uh, care for their thyroid problem. So um, yeah, but we're, we're all we're working, working on, on that. <laughs> we're working exactly. on it. That's- well, thank you so much, Hella. Hella, thank Hella. you so much. Yeah, thank Fine. you. So hard Great to talk to you. But thank you're doing so fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye, ladies. Bye bye. Sarah, are you there? Yes, I am. Yay, Tiffany. Ninety ninety seconds, Dana. Okay. How great was that? Wonderful. She's amazing. And she really adds a new and fresh perspective, you know, being able to talk to somebody from from Europe because so far as I as I recall we've mainly had um American um, um American guests. So it's it's different um it's interesting to hear what um things are like across the pond. Yes, it is. Very Absolutely. Be sure be sure to tune in next week at Thyroid Nation Radio, because we will be having the amazing Dr. Holtz, founder of Holtz HWC, which is HoltzHealthWellnessCenter.com and author of Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness, The Riddle of Illness Revealed. And also you can find us on ThyroidNation.com. ThyroidNation.com, Twitter, Instagram. You got it. On the Facebook page. Poshies and Graves, and Thyroid you. Nation Radio and, Talk Show. <laughs> and thank you so much, Sarah. We appreciate your input and joining us today. We know you guys are friends, and it was just thank an you, absolute Sarah. pleasure. My pleasure. It's, it's always um, it's always interesting and fun to talk to Hella, and always a, a privilege to see her on her many trips to the U.S. She really enjoys visiting. I know you guys got to have a, a girls' night out when you were there, right? Um, yeah, we got to have several um, girls' nights. Um, I recently, she actually came to my citizenship ceremony um, in Philadelphia because she was staying in Philly, and so um, I figured she would she would like to come. And so I have a couple of um, really nice photos of that on my Facebook that she took. She's a very talented photographer. She took most of the um, photos in the book of all these um, all these amazing um, amazing girls, you know, who with thyroid disease. Um, some really inspiring people, and we got to meet some of them. So that was extremely interesting, and um, I think it will be very interesting for readers of the book as well. Yeah, and you and there's a section in there about you, correct? Yes, there is. Yep, yep. We didn't even well, get a I chance want... to mention that. Yeah, we. Well, she kind of talked about it a little bit. So, um, so I think I think it was mentioned a little bit, and the discount I think she mentioned too. So I think we covered as much as we could. It goes by yeah. so fast, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Oh, and also there's a section on Dana Trentini, hypothyroid mom, who I know many of our listeners will be very familiar with, and um, her and I um, the privilege to meet up with her a couple of times. It was a real pleasure. 
What a fabulous well, okay. opportunity for you to edit that book, Sarah. Uh, that must have just been uh, an amazing opportunity. Yes, it was. Um, to be honest, I don't usually like editing, but um, it, it was it was interesting, you know, and I was able to to give Heller a lot of input, you know, being so familiar with the situation in um, in the U.S. So um, so that was that was great, and it was lovely. It was just lovely working together with her because. Um, personally, I'm also a journalist, so you know we have a lot in common. And everybody who's I still love- listening, we we have this recorded, but everybody can find you at sarahjdowning.com. Correct? If they're not getting a wonderful time massage from you or having some energy work done by you, that they can find you online. Correct? Correct. Okay, ladies. Well, let's just go ahead and end this show, and uh, we'll talk and chat later. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. United we heal. United we heal. United we heal.